I'm Danny Valentino, and welcome to Crypto on the Beat, a podcast that explores the relationship between music and cryptocurrency. Every episode, we break down the latest news in the space and are joined by some of the players on the cutting edge of these new trends that are helping to reshape our world. This is Crypto on the Beat. Coming up on this episode of Crypto on the Beat, all the headlines making waves in today's digital economy, plus my interview with singer-songwriter Annika Rose, who tells us how using Web3 has changed her life and her career outlook, and also talks about the plan to launch her own fully immersive world later this year. I was just like, I need to do this as like a serious community building exercise and actually build like a raw, real community base because I don't want a customer base. I want an actual community base. I want to give back. I want it to be like a reward system on both ends. And I really want to build those engaged supporters. We'll get into all that and more in the full conversation coming up in just a bit. But first, let's check some headlines. Crypto pioneers Blau and Steve Aoki have joined forces on a new project called Punks. Inspired by their own CryptoPunk NFTs, the project will be an IRL meets Metaverse supergroup that will use their CryptoPunks in its visual imagery. There'll be unique music and art that the guys say will differ from their usual direction with a glitchier and choppier techno-type vibe. Now, we've seen a few collabos like this involving the Board Ape Yacht Club NFT collection, but this will be the first using CryptoPunks, which recently announced they would would be releasing intellectual property rights to all holders late last year. Just before New Year's, the Gorillas took over Times Square in New York City and Piccadilly Circus in London for a couple of augmented reality shows to celebrate the release of their new single, Skinny Ape. Now, fans downloaded a special app on their phones to view the AR performance, which combined real-world and computer-generated images. Now, the AR mini-concert was the first of its kind, and the Gorillas seem like the perfect band to try this, considering they are essentially a virtual creation themselves. While most people walking through those areas saw nothing out of the ordinary, those in the know with the AR app on their phone retreated to a unique, one-of-a-kind, futuristic-type event. And Calvin Harris will become the next major artist to enter the metaverse. In a partnership with TikTok and Pico Virtual Reality, Calvin will perform as an avatar and take fans on a journey through his nature-inspired virtual world. The fun begins this Friday at 3 o'clock East Coast time on TikTok Live. And for the full VR experience, fans can stream over on Pico. So let's welcome to the show. She's an up-and-coming singer, got herself started at a very young age, uh, joined her first band and launched a YouTube channel at uh, the age of 10, uh, put out her first EP three years ago now, and is definitely an early adopter of Web3. She's done a few NFT drops and is planning to launch her own fully immersive world later this year. Let's welcome to Crypto on the Beat, our first guest of the new year, Annika Rose is here. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I didn't realize I was the first guest of the new year. It's very exciting. Uh, yes, and uh, so we're off to uh, a great start here in 2023. Congratulations on all of your success. Now, before we dive into the Web3 stuff, you posted something that I can totally relate to on social media recently. You basically said that your life is just an ongoing series of acquiring the largest iced latte <laughs> you can find to soothe your stress. I totally get that, but I need to know how many do you drink a day and do you stay with the ice drink in the winter? Oh my God, 100%. I have yes. two space heaters on hand. My morning looks like me cradled in front of it with the largest ice latte. 
Um, and I refuse to drink it hot. So 100% through the cold season, you'll see me with an ice latte. I just finished mine just a few minutes ago. It's freezing here in New York. So cheers. I'm raising a, you know, a imaginary ice latte to your <laughs> <laughs> So you always knew it was going to be music, it seems. Uh, you joined your first band very early at the age of 10, YouTube channel up around the same time. What was it about music that like really called to you? There was never a, something in my mind that would allow for me to, to really pursue anything else. It just was like the most immediate, instinctive, natural thing for me, especially when, when you're so young, um, to just be that compelled to something. I don't like it, it didn't feel like a choice that I had to make. Um, and I grew up in a very musical household and my family was very encouraging of me pursuing that dream because they could see how, how deep my love for it was at such an, a ripe age. Um, so, yeah. When you say you grew up in a musical household, were your parents playing music or were they actually uh, musicians themselves? Yeah. So my dad designed recording studios for many years. So he has... He's very, very knowledgeable on the whole studio business and sessions, and he was always playing guitar around the house. And my mom grew up in Boston, actually, but she moved to California to pursue music when she was 17. So definitely all very musically and creatively inclined. Yeah, I can see why they would uh, 100% support your dream. Uh, you were signed at one point by Simon Cowell as a teenager. Uh, you worked with him for uh, a number of years. I mean, just any takeaways from that experience uh, about him or maybe about the music industry in general? Oh, I mean, so many. Um, for as tumultuous of an experience it was, there are so many things that I gained from from those years. And um, above anything, just having some insight into pop writing and how the session world works and how collaboration works and how vulnerability in that kind of setting works. And also just establishing relationships with people who now years down the line, I can pull back in to help me like craft what I'm doing now. Um, and also just like having those years of experience being in those rooms with people at such an early age, I think now it's made my my decision-making process um, a lot easier and quicker, and I'm more confident in, in my ability to fully describe what I need to help nurture my creativity. Um, and I don't think I, I would have that at 20 um, without that, those few years of being signed to, to Psycho. Right. So your first EP comes out uh, fall of 2019. Things seem to be going great. You're about to be signed by Capitol Records. You're maybe going to go on tour with Dua Lipa. Oh, my God. And then COVID comes and the world shuts down. And so does all of your momentum. Now, is this mm -hmm. when you maybe first started learning about Web3 during lockdown and the pandemic? Or was it later on? It was towards the end, like the closing of the pandemic, sort of starting to, to branch out into reality and like and the pace sort of picking up again um, because I was independent for most of the pandemic. And then I signed to like a small indie type label who are building their infrastructure in Web3. Um, but when I started working with them, that wasn't it, I wasn't signed upon the word that this was the sort of route we were going to be exploring. I think it was like a uh, there was like a, a, a subtle interest in it. And um, for me, like my knowledge on crypto and the Web3 world in general was so minimal. And I definitely right. had like conformed to 
the misconceptions around crypto and Web3. And I sat down with the head of my label and he was like, you should just explore this. This might like allow for you to branch out creatively in, in some pretty unique ways, like do your research and see how you feel about it. And that was in January. So, it's, so yeah, about a year. And I love that, right? So you, you recently signed on with a group. Uh, I hope I pronounced this correctly. It's Nivak Collective. Wow, you're the first person to nail that. Yes. Great job. <laughs> uh, they say they're a next generation record label that embraces Web3 uh, to, dr uh, to drive change for creators. And I mean, tell us more about what appealed to you about them and uh, what the experience has been like uh, so far. It's been great. Um, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. I... I think like for me, I was, I'm such a skeptic and I'm so selective when it comes down to, to who I'm going to like share my time with and my creativity with. And, um, and they both Tamar and Alex, who are the founders of Navok have a, a long history of, of being creatives in their own respect. And, um, and so I, I trusted that they knew what it was like to be sort of for lack of a better word, mistreated as a creative in the industry and how the, the traditional world doesn't necessarily cater to the artists and the creatives needs. Um, and they were trying to build this infrastructure from the ground up that went against that traditional narrative. And, and we were sort of taking a bet mutually on each other because we're, we were both like back, sort of back to square one. And I liked that it would be a team effort to help build and support each other so that we were both successful and do it together. And that was the, the most compelling thing for me when I started working with them. Um, and then obviously it's like flourished into a million other things. You're definitely part of this new wave of artists that are building a very engaged uh, fan base and you're doing it organically, which is so fascinating, right? You're using alternative methods here like Twitter spaces, uh, Discord, uh, through your NFT drops, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, yeah. it, it sounds like you answered this a little bit earlier, but th there was a learning curve for you with this, right? Because you weren't uh, so tech savvy at the very beginning, right? <laughs> I'm still not. <laughs> um, I'm definitely still not. Um, but yeah, it's been a huge learning curve for like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to apply myself to anything, I have to love it and, and be passionate about it, or at least at bare minimum, be curious. And, um, and obviously like there's a lot to understand when it comes to web three and crypto and how like Bitcoin is mine and all these things. And I wanted to understand like all the foundational aspects of how web three functions and how crypto works in order for me to be able to like, I could really ha like have a foot in the race and speak confidently on the matters because I, I don't want to, I didn't want to just be like a loose cannon in this and not know what I was doing and, and, and insert myself in a way that wouldn't be like the most productive version of myself. And so for months, I just spent time like listening on to other people's Twitter spaces, joining other discords, like finding communities that I really resonate with and understanding the nature of Web3, which is like, as I'm sure you know, a very hyper, hyper engaged in experience. Um, and so many of those first few months were just me on the sidelines observing and, and, and taking in information. And you actually started collecting NFTs yourself before going ahead and doing a couple of drops, right? Yeah, I collected a Warp Sound NFT. Um, I love the founders of Warp Sound. I don't know if you know, Lindsay Burns and Jeff Nichols are amazing. 
Um, and then I collected a party bear. Um, and I actually did one of like the beginning sort of like community building exercises I did was doing like a, a cross pollination intersection of those first communities that I bought into who welcomed me. And I gave away a Hume Genesis NFT um, to people who were a part of those communities as just a way to sort of intersect all worlds. Um, but yeah, I, I was collecting for a minute before before I started dropping my own stuff. But I see the mindset of what you're doing, which is so uh, is so great. So you have an organic fan base that you're building up. You're going on Twitter spaces frequently. You're buying NFTs, getting involved in those communities. You put in the work to obtain these fans. And the mindset is that they're going to be involved and support you in whatever you do because you're supporting them. And this can be worth so much more. Let's say you have a thousand engaged fans that you picked up, uh, you know, through this route, as opposed to, I don't know, maybe 1.5 million listeners on Spotify who listen to a song once or twice and then don't engage with anything, right? So the case in point is you did your first NFT drop. I think it was uh, several months ago for your song, Bruises. Before yeah. the official launch, you open up a pre-sale for some mm -hmm. of those more engaged fans and the whole thing sells out in pre-sale. I mean, just kind of talk about the experience and how you put the allow list together for that and uh, your takeaway. Yeah. So my first like IRL experience um, in Web3 was NFT NYC, which was the last time I was in New York and um, was sort of my just it was like the most eye opening experience. And I did a few performances. And what I started back in June was we created these POAP links POAP is a proof of attendance protocol. And we made these like little business cards. And for every event that I went to, every event that I performed at, um, I would just hand out these little <laughs> business cards. Um, and it had like my Discord scan, so you could scan it, you would could claim the POAP, and then you would join my Discord. I was just like, I need to do this as like a serious community building exercise and actually build like a raw, real um, community base because I don't want a customer base. I want an actual community base. I want to give back. I want it to be like a reward system on both ends. And I really want to build those engaged supporters. And so that was the first time that I was able to like do that in person. And then it obviously we all came home and we started giving out the po-ops to people who I saw being hyper engaged with me. So whether I do, I host a weekly Twitter space called the listening room. So if I would see you consistently showing up in the listening room, if you join my discord, if you entered the Hume Genesis giveaway, um, I would send you a POAP link, you could claim the POAP. And then a few months down the line, when I were to do my first audio NFT drop, which was the bruises drop, all those POAP holders were allow listed for the presale. Um, and so we had 500 links. We we have a few more now, but it's all building up to this this bigger virtual world experience that's happening in January, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But the allow list was for those PO upholders at that time. Amazing. And then you did a second drop about a month later, uh, which also sold out um, for your track. I think it's called In My Head, most recent song. You're using Sound XYZ for this, which is a platform that's definitely uh, making waves in the space, uh, especially with independent artists. Talk a little bit about, about Sound and what your experience has been with them and uh, you know thoughts on the platform. 
I think they're great. I think there's a lot of technology and platforms being developed right now in this like very infant stage of the web three music world. And I think few are going to, are going to really stick around. And I think they're the one that's proving to be the most efficient, the most efficient, um, the most supportive and like community based and, um, and really just like on top of it, like they, they have all their ducks in a row. They know what they're doing. They throw incredible live events with like hundreds of people showing up they really really make it like a family setting um and it's amazing and i met david the founder of sound xyz at neuhaus in new york for the first time he spoke on a panel i was performing and he just had a great energy and he was excited and he spoke with such passion and and him describing what he was building and to see how they've taken it from like point a to point b to point c so beautifully and and grace gracefully um i think just is it is proof that they're going to be around for the long haul and so it's been great working with them they're they're amazing and i have to say with you and uh, your recent releases doing nft drops it kind of goes along with uh, we had mike shinoda uh, of lincoln park on a, a a recent episode oh. of the show. He's very into Web3. And he he said something that I think you'd probably find interesting. He said, you know, all future music releases are likely to need some sort of digital accompaniment, whether it be an NFT, uh, something with augmented reality, maybe a metaverse link, because fans are probably going to demand it. I mean, do you think that's true? To be honest with you, I don't know. I think, I do think that unfortunately the music isn't enough unfortunately and fortunately but the market is so oversaturated and i think um people people want to hear more contextualized things or engage with more contextualized things versus just listening to a song that really caters to to an artist who wants to build like a bigger picture around a singular puzzle piece and i think web3 technology really allows for that and if the demand does rise from from like a, a consumer base, then it's again, it's fulfilling on both ends. And so I hope so, honestly. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't stop me from wanting to like make the best music possible. But I think having something else to accompany the music that just gives it more context is is really cool. Yeah. By the way, I have to say, I love your passion and enthusiasm for all this, especially for somebody who maybe a year and a half ago, like was not even into it at all. Like you're totally like all in on this and it's uh, definitely noticeable. Thanks. I love it. It's, it's great. It's really fun. So you mentioned it earlier. Uh, you're building out something larger. Uh, it's a, a fully immersive world, which I think is coming pretty soon, but I'm going to let you uh, spill the beans and uh, give us all the details here. Yeah, I'm going to have a hard time not spilling all the beans, but I'll do my best to give you a brief little intro to what's happening. Uh, yeah, we've been developing this virtual experience, which is just like a gamified version of so many different things, but um, it's coming in January, which is so excited, exciting. We've been working on it for I don't even know how many months um, there's developers from all over the world who like were some of the creators of Planet of the Apes. So the technology and the, the quality of it is superior. Like it's incredible. I just like I'm going to be able to start testing out playing the game next week. I'm so excited. I've never been like big into gaming, but being like a part of the creative process and every step of it has been so exciting. And so yeah, it's going to be a game. There's going to be levels in the game. The game will be based on a narrative around like the lyrical content in the music okay. per song. 
and different holders, different, different token holders will be able to access different parts. So the, the landing page is like a floating head. It's like an, an animated digital floating head and different token holders will be able to access different parts of that head. And within that, they can play certain levels of the game and they can access certain real life utility. Um, but in order to play the whole game, you have to get the ticket. Um, you have to buy a ticket into it. And um, then there's different levels. There's different perks that will translate into real life stuff like tickets to shows and meet and greets. Amazing. And who knows what it's going to ha- what's going to come. But lots of um, really fun, exciting things. Does it have a name? The Annikaverse, maybe? Or... Ooh, maybe now it does. Ah, okay. I think, I think I have to give you credit for that one. I I'm like that. I'm going to look for that in the fine print. <laughs> <laughs> so coming end of January, um, your, your fully immersive world. And uh, I mean, what else uh, could you possibly uh, be working on? I mean, future NFT drops. Uh, do you think we might see uh, some sort of performance in a, a metaverse type setting? Or because it sounds like you're you know, all in on, on the whole deal here. I, I want to do everything. I want to do everything right now. We're finishing so much music. So many drops are on the way. I'm actually working on a collaboration with another web three artist. Don't tell anyone, but Amazing. I'm really excited for that. But yeah, lots of, lots of drops coming, lots of music coming and hopefully some more IRL events and performances. Shout out NFT LA. I think something will be happening in March too. Really cool. Well, thank you so much for uh, having the conversation, uh, Annika Rose. A great story. Uh, and by the way, I, I have to put this out there. Unfortunately, don't have time to go into the full background of you, but I encourage people to go to uh, Annika's TikTok because she did a, a rap on there that, that went viral uh, at some point last year where she described <laughs> a period of her life. I think it was right before lockdown and then leading into lockdown with COVID that is unlike anything I think any of us have ever heard before. So just go uh, go check her, her TikTok, and she's blushing uh, extremely uh, <laughs> on the screen right now. So am, am I right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Attic. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, and uh, continued success, and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing what's next for you. Thank you. Take care. That was my conversation with up-and-coming music star Annika Rose, who is definitely all in on building out her career using Web3. Pretty amazing, considering she does not come from a technology background, yet she took the time to educate herself about it and now is leading by example as she continues to grow her fan base and career. And I just love to comment that she's not looking for a customer base. She wants a community of fans, which makes the results of her efforts even more satisfying as her fan base is highly engaged with everything that she is doing. Can't wait to see what her immersive world will be all about. And I'm excited to follow her career as she is one of this new generation of artists bypassing the often restrictive traditional ways of starting out in music and enjoying some of the freedoms and rewards of doing it herself. Special thanks to everyone who makes Crypt on the Beat possible. Sarah Bentley, Roger Coletti, Bill Crandall, Jen Derwin, Emily Doherty, Mike Spinella, and Chris Watherspoon. I'm your host, Danny Valentino. Crypto on the Beat is a Sirius XM production. Sirius XM Podcasts.